السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين We praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon all conditions we send blessings and salutations upon Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam his entire household, all his companions. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless every single one of them and every single one of us as well and our offspring to come up to the end. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all Jannah. Ameen. My brothers and sisters, we saw yesterday that in Surah Taha, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells Musa alayhi salam and Harun alayhi salam that when they go to Fir'aun, the Pharaoh, they should speak politely, they should speak with soft words, they should speak in a way that perhaps he might take heed. From this we learn that no matter who we talk to, we need to maintain our own respect whenever we are speaking. Here there was someone very arrogant, very haughty, who used to scream and yell, and at the same time he used to argue, he used to debate, he used to claim he was the best, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you don't argue, you don't scream, you don't yell, you only use beautiful words. Verse number 44. Two of you, go to him and speak to him with soft words. Perhaps he may be reminded, perhaps he might fear Allah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us. We should remember consistency on a very polite note is far more beneficial than screaming and yelling. And remember, Musa alayhi salatu wasalam was sent to Fir'aun. None of those whom we are going to call towards Allah can be worse than Fir'aun, the Pharaoh. And none of us can be better than the Prophet Musa alayhi salam. All the more reason for us to be even softer in our approach. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us wisdom. Then I want to move on to a prostration made mention of in Surah Taha and in various other surahs. There are two prostrations that we speak about. One is a prostration that was not done when they were instructed. That was something we spoke about some episodes back. If you recall, we had said when the angels were instructed to prostrate to Adam alayhi salam, they all prostrated. But Iblis, who was made from the fire, he was from among the jinn, he refused. And because of that refusing of prostrating to, to Adam alayhi salatu wasalam, by the instruction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, once he was cursed. He was arrogant. He didn't turn back. In these verses, we see a prostration of people who were engaging in wrong because they admitted their fault, because they admitted they were wrong and they fell prostrate. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgave them. So this is another prostration being spoken about. We need to ask ourselves which category we fall into. Do we fall into the category where Allah is telling us to prostrate for his sake in the form of salah and we don't? Or do we fall into the category of those whom as soon as they find a moment and opportunity to fall prostrate to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, they do so. Allahu Akbar. Look at what Allah says about the magicians. And I'm sure you know that the story of Musa alayhi salam, the Prophet Moses, may peace be upon him. These magicians were brought by Fir'aun, the Pharaoh. And they were told to compete with Musa alayhi salatu was salam. As they threw their sticks and their, and their ropes, they seemed like they were serpents moving. But 
as soon as Musa alayhi salatu was salam threw his stick, it changed into a huge snake and it swallowed everything that they had made. Immediately they knew this is not magic. This is a reality. This is something else. They fell prostrate. Allah says, verse number 70, فَأُلْقِيَ السَّحَرَةُ سُجَّدًا قَالُوا آمَنَّا بِرَبِّ هَارُونَ وَمُوسَى they, the magicians fell prostrate immediately and they declared, we believe in the Lord of Harun and Musa alayhi salatu wasalam. Amazing. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we forgave them, we granted them paradise as a result. And you know how strong their belief was? They had accepted Iman and moments later, Fir'aun started threatening them. He says, I will slaughter you, I will crucify you, I will punish you, I will beat you, I will cut off your hands and your legs, etc, etc. Do you know what they said? Do as you wish. We are not going to be intimidated by you. Allahu Akbar. Pause for a moment. Today, things happen across the globe in the name of Islam that have nothing to do with Islam. As a result, people start hating on the Muslims. As a result, you find people bringing along more and more rules and regulations governing what they should do to Muslims and how they should treat them. So by default, if you walk through the airports and you have a beard or you are dressed in hijab or you are identified as a Muslim or your name is some Muslim name, you will be stopped and you will be told that you are being searched at random. That random means you're a Muslim. That's what it means. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us understanding. But... What I learned from this verse is these magicians were not intimidated even though they were persecuted in the real sense. Today, people just want to search. They want to make sure because of a stereotyping. I'm not saying that's right at all, but I am saying brothers and sisters, don't give up your faith as a result. People say, I'm going to the United States, so I'm going to shave my beard and I'm going to wear a suit. I tell you, those who perpetrate the crimes, I haven't seen them with huge beards, etc. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. A lot of them don't even have beards. They were frequenting the clubs, etc. One wonders what Islam they were following. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. So my brothers and sisters, it's important to learn a lesson from these who believed in Allah. Moments later, they decided, hang on, we're not going to give up. Not at all. Please, let's not give up our faith. People will watch us. They see our dedication. They witness how good we are, how kind we are, how we reach out to everyone. Wallahi, they will come to Islam. If all of us had to hide, how would people know the qualities of true Muslims? It's because of you and I who try our best to be good that other people get to know about Islam. They realize it is indeed a valuable faith. What a powerful point. So save yourselves from earning the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Save yourselves from subhanallah losing yourself just because you are worried about what people are going to think about you. They can think what they want. Allahu Akbar. These magicians, when they accepted Islam, do you know what they said? Verse number 72, they tell the Pharaoh, you can judge, you can rule, you can do what you want and pass any judgment against us. We want you to know that you only have a little bit of control in this world. After that, you have nothing. So you might punish us here for a temporary period of time, but we would like our Rabb, whom we are going to go back to, to forgive us. 
إِنَّا آمَنَّا بِرَبِّنَا لِيَغْفِرَ لَنَا خَطَايَانَا وَمَا أَكْرَهْتَنَا عَلَيْهِ مِنَ السِّحْرِ وَاللَّهُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى We have believed in our Lord in order for us to achieve forgiveness from our sins and what you forced us to do in terms of this magic in order to try and prove a point. And we want you to know that Allah is better and everlasting. You are not everlasting. You're going to come to an end. My brothers and sisters, the same applies to the difficulties we have on earth. They will not last forever. Today you have a problem, tomorrow you will smile because the problem will be solved. And what will happen? Ultimately, you will meet with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you goodness and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant you eternal success. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us paradise. So these are the beautiful lessons that we learn to save ourselves from this type of difficulty, from this type of sin and from this type of behavior. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala warns us about a category of people who will have a life that will be miserable. Miserable life. Who are they? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, verse number 124 of Whoever turns away from my remembrance, from my reminders, from the Quran, a dhikr, is used here to refer primarily to the Quran, the message of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thereafter, it includes all of that which Allah has ordained. It includes the rules and regulations that Allah has stipulated for you and I to follow. Allah says, whoever turns a blind eye, whoever turns away from my dhikr, from this Quran, from my remembrance, from my reminders, they will definitely have a very miserable life, narrow, a life that is filled with depression problems, difficulties, because the owner of the solution is being ignored. That's why. So if you think that you are going to solve your problems by going away from Allah, then remember that in fact, the solution to your problems is the other way around. The owner of the solution is Allah. Get closer to him. And Allah does not stop there. He says, The same person, not only would he have lost this world, but on the day of judgment, we will resurrect him blind. Blind. So when he will be blind, he's going to ask a question. Oh my Rabb, why did you resurrect me blind? But when I was on earth, I could see, I had eyes. Now today, you have resurrected me and I can't see. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say, When our verses came to you, you turned away from them, you forgot them. In our language, you turned a blind eye. That's what you did. So what we did today, we made you blind. Because those eyes were of no benefit to you. You could see, you could hear, you could understand, but you turned away. So today, we want to forget you just like you forgot us. My brothers and sisters, let us save ourselves from being in that condition on the day of judgment by listening to the words of Allah, letting them impact upon us and changing our lives. Like I've said, even if it means a few millimeters at a time, but do something. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us. May he strengthen us. Become better people. Don't ever go back on your achievements. When it comes to religious achievements, spiritual achievements, don't go back. Always go forward. Just like in business or when you work for someone and you have a salary 
as the days pass, wouldn't you like to see an increase? None of us would like to see a decrease. We would like to see increment. We would like to see growth. The same applies when it comes to your link with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let it grow, my brothers and sisters, and you will save yourselves from being from among those who are mentioned in this particular verse. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connects sustenance to prayer. Some people, they have a job. They get a salary. That money is wasted. Before they know it, everything is over. They wonder where it went. I tell you, there is a problem with your salah. Something is wrong with your prayer. If you want barakah and blessings in your wealth, you need to pray five times a day. A day will come when you will understand Allah has blessed you. I remember telling this to one of the youngsters that you pray, you pray five times a day and I promise you Allah will solve your problems. Your debts will be paid. Your problems will be solved. Allah will open the doors of sustenance. Make sure you stay away from immorality. Three days later, he comes to me and he says, I started praying. It's been three whole days. I haven't seen any increment here. I said, listen, listen, you need to understand. For 30 years, you've been astray. You've been away. You need to dedicate yourselves to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Firstly, 40 days will pass. It doesn't mean you cut off after that. You know, you prayed for 40 days. It doesn't mean that suddenly a million will drop from the ceiling. Allahu Akbar. Doesn't mean that. But what it does mean when you are dedicated to Allah, Allah will open your doors in a way that you cannot imagine. Some people have a lot of wealth, but it goes, it goes in what? Sometimes medical bills, sometimes paying interest, sometimes doing that which is haram, immoral behavior. Like we've said in the past, a person's sustenance is indeed affected when they engage in adultery, fornication, immorality, pornography, and that, those type of sins. Then they find, where is my money gone? Well, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has taken it away from you. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us all. Let's move to the next surah. Surah Al-Anbiya, named after the prophets because the prophets' stories are mentioned there and the highlight of the story, like I've said, whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala repeats the story of a messenger in the Quran, it is for a different reason. In Surah Al-Anbiya, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is drawing our attention to the fact that all of these messengers called out to Allah. They cried to Allah. They called out to Allah in a powerful way for their own needs and Allah responded to them. So all of us here, we need to call out to Allah as well for our needs. And the same way Allah responded to them, Allah will respond to us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us conviction. Let's go through some of these verses. Firstly, verse number 25, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is telling Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that the message of all the messengers is exactly the same. What is it? Calling towards worshipping Allah alone without association or partnership to Him. You know, that is Iman. Iman meaning the belief. You believe there is none. What do we say? La ilaha illallah means none worthy of worship besides Allah. Since we were young, we've been saying that. Sometimes in the madrasa, we say, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. There is none worthy of worship besides Allah. And Muhammad sallallahu is his messenger, etc. But we've never thought of what it means. You have to sit and ponder. I am saying there is none worthy of worship. Say that again. There is none worthy of worship besides Allah. Which means never render any act of worship for anyone or anything besides Allah. Or you lose your iman. What's the point? What is the meaning of La ilaha illallah? The most powerful statement in existence is there is none worthy of worship besides Allah. And yet, 
We keep on worshipping so many different things and claiming that that's okay, there's nothing wrong. Brothers and sisters, Allah warns us by telling Muhammad sallallahu something and relating it to us in the Quran. Verse number 25, Surah Al-Anbiya. وَمَا أَرْسَلْنَا مِن قَبْلِكَ مِن رَسُولٍ إِلَّا نُوحِي إِلَيْهِ أَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا أَنَا فَاعْبُدُونَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, We have never ever sent a messenger before you, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, except that the message was always the same, to worship none besides Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We revealed to all of them that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah. So therefore, worship me alone, Allah says. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a deep understanding. Really, if you want to know what your iman is, it is made up of two statements. La ilaha illallah and Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa We believe that there is none worthy of worship besides Allah. We will not associate any partners with him. And at the same time, we believe that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa the best of creation, the most noble of all prophets, is the final messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was sent in order to teach us what Allah wants from us. And he completed the message. And it is done and complete. He fulfilled it. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us. On the day of judgment, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that he will indeed put up scales of justice in order to weigh the deeds of mankind. How is he going to do that? I don't know. But I do know there will be scales of justice. All our deeds will be taken and put the good deeds on the right side, the bad deeds on the left side. If one tips the other, well, that side wins, subhanallah. So if your good is more than your bad, Allah will excuse your bad and he will grant you paradise through his mercy. And if your bad is more than the good, it's up to Allah what he wants to do. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us through his mercy. But my brothers and sisters, there is one issue. What is the issue? What is the weight of the deeds we do? We don't know. We need to go and research before we actually know. Sometimes you read salah for two hours, five hours, and you have five kilos. Sorry, I'm going to use kgs for a little while, right? You have five kilos of reward. And then you utter a swear word and there's 10 kilos of damage. What happened? Your five salah is gone and another five. You're already now overdraft. You understand? And then you backbite about someone, 200 kilos are gone. You slander another person, a thousand kilos gone. This is just an example. I hope you understand what I'm saying. So sometimes we think some things are light, but in the scales of Allah, they are so, so heavy. Subhanallah. One might say, how is Allah going to weigh this? My brothers and sisters, you and I know today, we have terabytes and gigabytes and whatnot and whatnot. One gigabyte can fill a whole library. So Allah knows what your deeds are. He will measure them how He wants, but we believe definitely there will be scales. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, nobody will be oppressed. So save yourselves, my brothers and sisters, by preparing for that day. How do we prepare? We prepare by seeking forgiveness every single day. Every day, morning, afternoon, evening and night. Seek the forgiveness of Allah. Try to do good. Because when you seek forgiveness, you are helping your own scale become balanced. Or in fact, the evil to be wiped out. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all. Allah says, verse number 47, Surah Al-Anbiya. 
ونضع الموازين القسط ليوم القيامة فلا تظلم نفس شيئا وإن كان مثقال حبة من خردل أتينا بها وكفى بنا حاسبين And indeed on that day the scales shall be placed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the scales of justice nobody will be oppressed and even if it is a mustard seed's worth of a deed it will be brought forth and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sufficient as the one who takes account may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us really my brothers and sisters we think it's something light it is something serious pack away as many good deeds as you can and protect those good deeds by not doing evil against fellow human beings because if you do those good deeds will be given as payment may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala safeguard us then we move on to the power of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You and I know that sometimes we lose hope and we feel like this is the end of the road and that's it. The road is closed and we begin to become despondent. We call out to Allah and we say, you know what? Hey, I don't know what's going to happen now. I want to let you know that Allah is the owner of absolutely everything. Allah is the one whom when Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam was thrown into the fire by his own folks. Do you know what he said? Allah is sufficient for us. Allah is sufficient for me. And he is the best disposer of my affairs. And Allah says, as a result, we instructed the fire. That instruction is made mention of Surah, surah Al-Anbiya, verse number 69. Ya narukuni barda wa salaman ala Ibrahim. We said, O fire, become cold and be a means of peace for Ibrahim. The fire was immediately cold. If Allah does not want you and I to feel the heat of the flame, we will not. We won't. Subhanallah. It's the power of Allah. You need to be convinced. It's Allah's power. There was another miracle at the time of Ibrahim والسلام, when the knife became blunt. You and I know that, subhanallah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us. But Ibrahim والسلام, was so close to Allah. Allah tested him so many times. He passed every single test. Allahu Akbar. So if you want these type of miracles, you really need to be on the right page, my brothers and sisters. Allahu Akbar. We, we want to be on the page of miracles and we are busy on the pages of adultery, fornication, pornography, gambling, drugs, intoxicants, and even cigarettes. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us quit our bad ways. I pray sincerely for those who are smokers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help you this Ramadan to quit the habit. You know it's a bad habit. Ya Allah, help these people to quit these bad habits and us as well. All bad habits we have. Ya Allah, help us in this beautiful month to come closer to you. Ameen. Allahu Akbar. So my brothers and sisters, Allah says we told the fire to be cold. And we told that fire to be a means of peace for Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. According to some narrations, he was tied. What the fire did is, it burnt the shackles and released him. Subhanallah. So it was a means of his freedom. He walked out of it scot-free. Allahu Akbar. They were shocked, but still they didn't believe. Because why? Their hearts were sealed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not do that to us. Let's go to the du'as that I made mention of at the beginning of the surah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Nuh, the Prophet Noah, may peace be upon him. Allah says, verse number 
76, Allah says, And the Prophet Noah called out to us. Nada yunadi means to call out to us. He called out to us passionately. So we responded to him. Allahu Akbar. The Prophet calling out for his needs to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, we responded to him. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَأَيُّوبَ إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ Allahu Akbar. And Ayyub, remember when the Prophet Ayyub or Job, may peace be upon him, alayhi salatu wasalam, he called out to us. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَاسْتَجَبْنَا لَهُ So we responded to him. We responded to him. That was verse number 83. Then verse number 87, regarding the Prophet Yunus alayhi salatu wasalam, or Jonah, may peace be upon him. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and the Prophet Yunus والسلام, also known as Dhunun, when he went away upset with his people, he went away and he called out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the darkness of the sea or the ocean and at the same time the belly of the whale. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we responded to him. We answered him. Allahu Akbar. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala help us. And then Zakariya alayhi salatu wasalam. We spoke about how he had a child after so long. Allah says, He made dua to us with a lot of passion. Verse number 89, Surah Al Anbiya. Allah says, وَزَكَرِيَّا إِذْ نَادَى رَبَّهُ رَبِّ لَا تَذَرْنِي فَرْدًا when Zakaria called alayhi salatu wasalam out to us, asking us not to leave him without offspring, Allah says, After some time, we answered him and we blessed him with Yahya. May peace be upon them all. So Allah says thereafter, regarding all of these prophets, these were prophets, they were higher than you and I. We stand no chance, no comparison. But Allah says, they too called out to us and they were convinced the conviction levels were absolutely upon the highest. And at the same time, they continued calling out to us until the response came. Brothers and sisters, let us also call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah says, Innahum kanu yusari'una fil khayrat wa yad'unana they used to make haste when it comes to doing good deeds. All these prophets, they rushed when it comes to doing good deeds. With us, when it comes to doing bad deeds, sometimes we rush a little bit more. Let's be honest. When it comes to bad deeds, we are more interested in them. I hope it's not that way. And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala not make us Muslimin only for Ramadan. Some people, as soon as the moon is sighted, everything comes out with it. The day of Eid is a day of alcohol and intoxicants and adultery, fornication and gambling and partying and everything wrong. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. Ramadan is a month for us to transform ourselves completely. Allah says these messengers, they made haste when it came to doing good and they always called out to us, hoping in our mercy and fearing our punishment. They hoped in our mercy and they feared the punishment. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them. My brothers and sisters, those are beautiful lessons. 
absolutely beautiful. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the ability to call out to him and to repeat that call. And may he grant us the understanding that whenever he knows it's correct for us to receive what we are asking for, then he will grant it to us. And if he hasn't given us what we want up to now, it is because he knows either the timing is wrong or something in there is not beneficial for us, short term or long term. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us. We move to the next surah, Surah Al-Hajj. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks in it about so many things. He starts off speaking about Qiyamah and how the day of judgment will be. And after that, verse number 11, he makes mention of people who have lost this world and the next. The reason I have chosen that verse is because we need to save ourselves from losing this world and the next. Allah says, وَمِنَ النَّاسِ مَنْ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهَ عَلَىٰ حَرْفٍ فَإِنْ أَصَابَهُ خَيْرٌ اطْمَأَنَّ بِهِ وَإِنْ أَصَابَتْهُ فِتْنَةٌ انْقَلَبَ عَلَىٰ وَجْهِهِ خَسِرَ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةِ ذَلِكَ هُوَ الْخُسْرَانُ from among the people are those who worship Allah on edge. When good happens in their direction, they are happy, they happily worship Allah. The minute something bad happens, they turn away from Allah. They turn back. Sometimes some people, they leave the faith of Islam claiming that Allah has tested them. And life is not good. I'd rather now be someone else. No. I recall once I visited the hospital and it's a true story. And one of the people told me, you know what? I'm becoming a Christian now because I've been calling out to Allah for a long time regarding the sickness. He hasn't cured me, but I'm sure if I call out to Jesus, he will cure me. At that moment, Allah put something in my mind to tell him. I said, my brother, people who are Christian with the same sickness you have in this hospital are much more than you. One Muslim who's got the problem, which means their plug is definitely out. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive us. I told him it's got nothing to do with that. You call out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't have to quit your faith claiming that Allah didn't respond. Allah responded and Allah knows and Allah keeps you sick and ill sometimes because he knows you are softened and your heart is closer to him. You're calling out to him. You've stopped your bad ways. You've started praying, etc, etc. So these are some of the reasons that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows you to go through challenges and tests for you to get closer to him, not for you to be served a punishment. That punishment would only be if you be, if you distanced yourself from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala strengthen us all, inshallah. We continue if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us the opportunity.